to the program. It is the CFL 2.0 podcast broadcasting to you live from the anchor.fm studios and I am glad to be back with you in playoff week and what a season we had in the CFL. So much drama, so much to talk about, so much happening. Let's get right into it with a quick rundown of how the season went this year because power rankings are over. Power rankings are done. Now is when things start to matter the most. It's playoff season. So let's get right into it. Let's do a quick review of what this year looked like in the CFL. All right, let's just get right into it. How about this man, JP, or excuse me, JPG's brother, Jay Gott. What a season for BDFP or BFDP, Brett Favre's dick pick, 10 and 4. Uh, his best year in the CFL, bar none. Best year we've probably ever seen in the CFL, bar none. 1,945 points for, are you kidding me? What a year for Jay Gott. I predicted earlier in the year that Jay Gott would fall, that he would go so deep, so dark, so many miles down. But instead, he continues to rise each and every single week. Got to give this guy credit. Took an L last week, but sometimes it's better to lose right before you get into the playoffs. Because now he's got his team rolling. Took a loss. Now he can get back to focus on winning. And uh, what a good performance by Justin Herbert last night to help Jeremy's cause uh, going in to his week one of the playoff matchup against Jimmy, who snuck in in the eighth seed. Uh, And I'm just going based off of what the rankings here are on ESPN and uh, part of this rundown. So let's get right to Scott. Another one who had his best year in the CFL. Scott is someone who never makes the playoffs, and when he does, he's a quick out. Uh, So Scott, with a great year this year, I was sitting next to him during the draft the entire time. I watched him through his process, and I have to say that his process has worked. Finally, his name has come to fruition, Sam Hankey's Disciples, because Sam Hankey has never won anything in his entire life besides a fat paycheck. Finally, though, the process has worked for Scott's team. Uh, what a year for Scott, 9-5, and five, and he's playing me in the playoffs. We'll talk about that later. And how about our man Hillside, Joey, the Andalora Files, 1,570 points for Joey has maintained his status as becoming elite in the CFL. Remember, this was another guy who was a bottom feeder for so long, who is now at the top of the league. He was the number one seed last year. He didn't win the whole thing. This year, he's got another chance to win the whole thing. And he's going up against Ray, which is a real tough matchup. But a matchup that we should all keep our eyes on. And then Alec. How about Alec? Eight and six. Another great season for Alec. Sometimes Alec finds himself in the middle of the year where he's two and four. He's three and five, but it does not matter. He always comes back strong. Alec, another guy like Joey, maintaining his supremacy in the league. Not white supremacy, CFL supremacy. It's not bigoted. It's just the truth. And he's doing a great job this year again. Uh, Alec becoming a top premier guy. He is part of the pinnacle. Uh, the pinnacle is a three-man group 
is me, is Joey, and it is Alec. And you can see why. Excuse me, not Joey. What? Who the? Why the hell would I say that? I'm sorry. It is me, it is Alec, and it is Connor. I said Joey because I'm thinking Hillside. Alec and uh, Joey both are from Hillside. Gotta get this out of my... This Down's Farm will give you Down Syndrome. So I think that's our first Down Syndrome joke. Down Syndrome joke in CFL history. Coming at number five, the man I was just talking about, part of the pinnacle, Connor Maloney. Tough year for Connor, but he still made his way in. Seven and seven this year. It's a 500 season. It's not a losing season. It's not a winning season, but it's not a losing season. And Connor again in the playoffs. And how about Connor last night? Uh, you know, really doing a great job of uh, getting Travis Kelsey on his team to pair up with Patrick Mahomes. We know that Connor loves a nice stacking, and uh, he got a good stack uh, with those two guys last night. And uh, Travis Kelsey was having a good game. And it turned into a great game uh, at the very end in overtime. Let's listen to the call. Travis Kelsey, this is what Connor woke up to this morning. Just one catch. Shy of Otis Taylor. Here is Kelsey. Still going. Still going. Kelsey. Good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it. It's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. And when that happened, uh, Nothing but excitement for Connor and everything that he's been through this year. For him to get that, uh, that was big at the end of the game. Alex still projected to win uh, in their matchup. Matchup between the Pinnacle. Two members of the Pinnacle, I should say. Uh, and keep your eyes on that one because Connor showing up big on Thursday Night Football. And then Ray. Team Upside. What a year for Team Upside. Uh, again. Started off real rough, made a bunch of trades this year. A ton of, made 22 moves uh, to be exact this year. Excuse me, 28 moves. He made 28 moves uh, to be exact this year. He lost in the last week of the season, which really changed things for the playoffs. Um, so Ray is a beatable guy, even though it's going to be a tough matchup for Joey to take him down. With the way things are happening with COVID, you just never know what's going to happen this weekend. So, uh, Ray, what a year for him. Uh, found a way to really name or bank off his name and team upside getting into the playoff. And then allow myself to introduce myself. That is right. It is me, the seven seed. I did it. Who do you think you are? I am. That's right. I did it. I knew I'd do it. I was a bottom feeder. I was 12th on the power rankings that I do myself every single week. And what do I do? I keep my head up and I keep going and I keep striving because I am the best in the world at what I do today. And you'll never, ever be the same again. Having said that, I really wish Jalen Waddle was going to be in my lineup this weekend. I understand these things happen, but I'm still confident that I can take down my ex-co-host, Scott. And then the man who got in in the eighth seed this year by just nine points. That man is the Olive Garden Italian, Jimmy Verzicco, who got in in the eighth seed, like I said, by just nine points. He lost the last week of the season. But when it came down to points four, he was able to sneak his way in. Going to be a tough road uh, for Jimmy going up against uh, Jeremy, who's having the best year in CFL history so far. Uh, and it didn't make any matters 
Didn't make banners better for him last night when uh, CEH was only able to muster up eight points, but um, Jimmy, they're still in the dance, and that's all that matters. And then coming in at number nine uh, on the rundown is Nick, who missed the playoffs by nine points. That's right. He lost to Jimmy by nine points to get into the playoffs. Um, Nick was had a season where we thought in the beginning of the year, this guy's going off. This guy's team's legit. It's, he's scoring all these points. But then things started to cool down. Some real rough patches, injuries, trades, you name it. That's what happens. And uh, 38 moves for Nick this year. But it just wasn't enough to get the job done, falling just a little bit short. But I think we all know that we can take Nick seriously moving forward after his second year in the CFL. And this one's my favorite. This is Joel, or Brawlin' Bradshaw's now. What a fall from grace. Joel was the five seed going in to the, I believe he was the five seed. That may be fake news, but I'm pretty certain he was the five seed. Uh, going into the last week of the season, and now he is the 10th seed. And Malardi um, had a pretty good showing last night with Eckler, so Joel's really going to need to win this week, or we could be seeing Joel in the Sacco, uh, <laughs> which just, I mean, you have to just you have to just love that. I mean, you know, after everything that we've been through in this league together, Joel with a 6-8 and eight record, which means that he stays at 56 all-time wins, which is tied. That's right, it's tied with me and Connor because Connor was able to get seven wins. I only mustered up six wins this year, but there was no way in hell that I was going to allow Joel to be the, leave this regular season as the all-time leadingest winner in CFL history. And then there is Craig, who was also in the playoffs uh, just a few weeks, or starting on the last week of the season, and he fell from grace as well because he lost and I won. And then, uh, yeah, so Craig dropping out of the playoffs yet again. I mean, there's so look at all these six and eights we have here. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, six and eights, and three of them made it. Three of them did not. And it all comes down to points four. Sure, you can lose. Listen, and that's really what matters here. That's what we've learned this season. You gotta score points, guys. You gotta score points. Records are great, but if you have the same record as a lot of other people, and you need to make sure you have good points for Very important. And that's where it brings me to the man who finished in last place in the regular season standings. The supreme leader, the liberal leaker, the man who is saying that he will quit if he loses, if he becomes the sacco. Do not want to see that happen. We should all be rooting for Joel to become the sacco because we don't want Yab to quit. Okay. He's an important member, an integral member of the CFL, and we don't like quitters. All right, We don't quit on our fellow CFL members. That's something I would never do. I would never threaten to quit, ever. Unless a woman joined the CFL, then I would quit. Well, that pretty much uh, wraps up the wrap-up segment of um, today's podcast. Um, you know, one of the things that um, we have here on the podcast is tremendous outreach and tremendous growth um and in doing so i was able to link up with radio hall of famer jim rome and for those of you that are not familiar jim rome uh had an espn show called jim rome is burning he's had a nationally syndicated radio show since the 90s and jim has been thankful enough to join us to add a new segment 
uh, to the CFL podcast. Now that it's just a one-man show, we have Phil Time, and a new segment we are introducing is What is Burning in the CFL with Jim Rome. And so I'm going to now go live to Jim Rome, who's going to tell us what's burning. Jim, take it away. Yo, what up? It's Rome. And here's what's burning. If I had told you back in August, yo, dude, this dude, Jay got, yeah, this dude doesn't even have a third round draft pick. And I know he's not vetting these guys in July and in August, like the rest of the clones. But this dude, this dude is going to be the outright one seed. And he's going to break records that's going to make your head explode. You probably say to me, yo, Rome, lay off the sauce, dude. But the fact of the matter is this. It doesn't matter if you're not watching hours and hours of film. And it doesn't matter if you're not vetting these guys in July and in August. And apparently, it doesn't even freaking matter if you don't even have a third-round draft pick. Sometimes, the right guy just falls to you. Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Adam Feeling all guys having the best year of their career circa me 2007. But let's do a full stop. Why don't we go back in time, hop in the DeLorean, gun it to 88, and just see which one seed has ever won the ship? Well, you don't have to go too far because it's never happened. So, not only does dude have a chance to make history by being the one seed with no third round draft pick, dude has a chance to win the whole damn thing. Talk about underdog. Incredible. Phenomenal. Count Chocula. Speaking of underdogs, how about this guy, Adam's Demise? I don't like this dude. I love this dude because this dude is a gamer. This dude games and gamers game. This dude was one in five. This dude was three and eight. And this dude isn't just in the playoff for a four straight season. He's the seventh seed. This dude never quits. This dude never lays it up. This dude knows how to get the job done. And quite frankly, I'm not even surprised at this point. This dude loves this league. This dude thrives more in December than Santa Claus. And I know he's without Waddle this week. This dude knows how to get the job done. And like I said, this dude thrives in December. Speaking of thriving in December, or should I say, not thriving in December, yo, JPG, or Brawlin' Bradshaws, or Redeem Team, or JPG's Villains. I mean, this dude goes through more identity crisis than Caitlyn Jenner. This dude finds a way to always lose in December. It doesn't matter if week 14 is the regular season or week one of the playoff. This dude always finds a way to choke. And he always finds a way to choke because he's always there. Last time this dude wasn't in the playoff, Caitlyn Jenner was a dude. Yeah, it's been so long since dude wasn't in the playoff, people have changed their gender. I want to end on a great matchup this week. Alec versus Connor. I don't just like this matchup. I love this matchup. I'd watch this matchup not just one time, but two times. Check that. I'd watch this matchup five times. You know what? Check that. I'd watch this matchup ten times. Because this matchup is just that good. It's reigning champ against two-time champ. And just when you think it's Alec's year, Connor shows up big on TNF. The playoffs this year in the CFL are as wide open as they've ever been with COVID wreaking havoc. So my advice to you is this. If you're in the playoff, just keep your head up. 
Because if you're at the dance, you have a better chance of getting laid more than the kid who's sitting at home twirling his thumbs. I'm Jim Rome, and that's what's burning. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Rome, the Radio Hall of Famer. What a great job that was, just telling us what's burning in the CFL. I mean, that is just great right there, ladies and gentlemen. You're only going to get that type of content here on the CFL. And, you know, there was someone we were talking about earlier, someone who um, has really become a mainstay. In the, oh, excuse me. So here we are in the end of Aura Files. In the end of Aura Files, we find yet another playoff season. We find home field advantage. But in the way, we also find team upside. Will there be success? Will there be failure? Will it be so deep, so dark, so many miles down? Can the Andalorophiles sustain this momentum? Or will the Andalorophiles burn to ashes? And you know, that, that is a great question that, that was asked there at the end of the Andalorophiles is... Will the Andalorophiles continue this momentum? You know, we are, we could be witnessing the next Joel in, jo in Joey. And what I mean by that is this. Joey could continue to go on playoff run after playoff run. Show us, show us all that he cares, that he's in this for the winning. But he just can never, ever get to the top. This is Joey's chance prove those haters wrong, to prove those doubters wrong, and I think he's going to do it. I guess we can uh, preview of some of the matchups this week as well, because there are some good matchups. As uh, Rome alluded to, the, um, the Connor and Alec matchup, great matchup. Um... I, I like me and Scott's matchup, too. I think I have a chance to pull off the upset. I've got White Trash Cole Beasley starting against uh, Jalen Waddle, or excuse me, starting for Jalen Waddle. Um, and even though, you know, Jimmy was only able to get 24 points out of Keenan Allen and Clyde Edward, he's, he's you know, he's going into uh, Saturday and Sunday, and I guess now Monday and Tuesday, uh, down by three points. So, you know, Jimmy's still very much in that game. Connor, though, man, 73, up 73-27 on Alec. This could be an amazing upset in CFL history if Connor is able to do this. If Connor is able to pull this off, he truly is the greatest member in CFL history. Uh, Joey versus Ray, as we, we've talked about. Um, you know, as, far, as, as much as Ray has built off team upside and tried to get this far... Joey just stays is right there, looking at him directly in the eyes, and 
don't know. I feel like Joey's going to win this one. I think it's going to be Joey versus Connor. And it's going to be uh, Jeremy versus Scott. I think Scott will pull it off. Um, you know, he's got Tom. He's got TB12, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans. It's going to be tough. Uh, and then in the Sacco bracket, uh, Malardi with a good jump on Joel last night, getting a uh, 16.2 out of Eckler. Malardi with the home field advantage, too. So that matters. Um, so I think it'll be in the Sacco. I think it'll be Joel versus Yob, if I had to guess. Um, which would be a pretty interesting Sacco. Pretty entertaining Sacco, uh, actually. Which we would hope Joel, at that point, would win because then that would mean Chris would quit. So so really you have to ask yourself. Joel and Yah play each other in the CFL uh, Sacco. Which would you rather have? Would you rather have Joel be the Sacco? Or would you rather have Yab quit? That's a tough one. We ask the tough questions here on the CFL podcast. And I think that's going to wrap up this week's edition. I'll come back each and every week throughout the playoffs. We have to. We have no choice. Okay? It's playoffs. Playoffs? Wait, you talking about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? That's right. We are talking about playoffs because it's here and I'm in them. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for all of you. And I want to thank Jim Rome for joining us on the program today. I want to thank you, the listeners who make this happen. And more importantly, I want to thank myself for providing content to the CFL whenever I can. For all of you, I am Adam, and I am out of time. Oh, 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 oh